It's Sports Arena and there's Extreme Rewinds. Your weekly look into the world extreme is we look at ECW Hardcore TV from episode one all the way to 401 with every pay-per-view and special in between. Got myself Paul Android as always by Jay. What is happening, Jay? How you doing? And this isn't just Jay. This is Jay to you, the host of Extreme Rewind. And that's Francine Fournier, and you know it's real because I'm using her full name. <laughs> Apart from that, I'm right. Oh, I like it. Um, this week we're doing <laughs> episodes 292 and 293 of ECW Hard from November and December. Yeah, 1998. We are flying through this year. We're nearly in 1999. And also at the end of the show, we find out what Jay's match peak of the week is that's getting a little thing now because that's a thing everyone loves your there's uh, a lot of pressure everyone and, loves and your I'm, I'm starting, I do sit there now watching these kind of going shit you know Lance Storm again he's always great Rob Van Dam he's always great do I end up just you know is it you know the same again you're a Lance so, yeah. Storm Mark it's coming across you're a bit of a Lance Storm Mark I can't lie I mean he's good at the moment him and RVD are, are just on such a, a fine form at the moment. Yeah. I think Lance Storm, I say, I think we've started, obviously we've been doing it for ages, we started pushing them, I think the last like five or six, and I think Storm's been at least four of them. Yeah. But he's good. And it'll be interesting, I, I, I haven't thought really, but it'll be interesting to see how much of my match of the week style uh, thinking affects my Mount Rushmore that's coming up in, in just a couple of episodes' time. I know, right? Mount Rushmore's coming back. That's exciting. And Guilty's Charge yeah, so, is coming. You know, there's, there's when, so we, much... when we hit 300. Oh. That's crazy to get to 300. And hopefully... Um, Which will probably before Guilty's Charge as well. Yeah. We'll try, yeah. So it should all work out fine. We've just got to make sure we get it all in before um, WWE fuck the network off. The apocalypse? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that, oh yeah, that too. The, the other <laughs> Have you held on to many of your wrestling DVDs? All of them. See, there is a thing, you know, that this is this is the I, it was being talked about on the, the major WF podcast um, about whether we're going to see a spike in the value of um, DVDs because you know everyone they they became like worthless because. Everything's on the network. Why do you need DVDs? And then the Peacock move, I think, has scared a lot of people of this could go away really quickly. And it's the same with Amazon Prime. I mean, if you buy something on Amazon, not Amazon Prime, but you, the, the, um, the the digital service more than you know, just yeah. delivery from Amazon. Um, but if you buy one of their movies, you only have access, you only own it for as long as you have the platform. Yeah, which it makes which sense. Which is, yeah, but it's this weird digital rights thing, yeah. in the sense of who owns digital rights. I mean, you know, if you if you spent that money on buying the physical copy, it's yours. Because you've bought the digital copy, it's not. You're you you've paid a long term rental fee. Yeah, well, they should and, just reword it as long term rental fee. Obviously, maybe find it slightly yeah. catchier. But yeah, no, I understand. And, and I think that's that's where we are with the WWE Network this week is 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 you know a lot of American listeners and fans are are, are worried because um, 
you know, the move to Peacock happened and the, the back catalogue didn't. If we were doing this show from the American network feed, we may have gone dark. We'd be um, stalling. That's what we'd be doing. We would. We'd be stalling and just talking about other things. And have to work out whether we would be able to finish this in any way, shape or form or whether we'd have to just finish the show at episode 292 and that's your lot. It's crazy, right? Take these things for granted. Yeah. How um, pissed off would you be if we don't get all the way to 401 after this? I'd be pretty pissed off because I still wouldn't have got to see all the Steve Carino stuff that I wanted to see. I know. <laughs> which is sort of somewhat why we started this. But um, yeah, yeah that'd, be, that'd be hilarious. Um, yeah, so t- episode 292, the 27th of uh, November, 1998. Show kicks off with a promo from Shane Douglas. He kicks off the show, welcome everyone to the house that Shane Douglas built. So if everyone wants to see RVD and Sabu kick his ass. The crowd's pretty um, wild for this. They're pretty up for it. They are, yeah. And then he made um, a bit of a strange statement saying that he knows that Taz is the guy that's going to beat him for the belt one day. So that was after, wasn't that after he's already called Taz out? I believe so, yeah. Or did he say it before Taz even came out? He said it before Taz came out. I don't know. I can't remember. I know he said it whilst he was in the ring. I can't <clears> remember <throat> if he said it before Taz came out. I think it was, I know, but I know he definitely said it while Taz was in the ring. Yeah, I think he said it to Taz while Taz was in the ring. But I just felt it was a Yeah, so comment. it just be, it really is. Uh, on on a, a promo of strange comments. Um, but yeah, so basically he, he kind of, you know, everyone's expecting me to get beaten up. You just can't wait for me to get beaten up. But I have a plan. Uh, oh, my enforcer's gone and Candido's not here. Was a real kind of, you know, throwaway, you know, just reimbursing the fact and re- reiterating the fact that um, uh, Bam Bam is is off fighting Goldberg. I mean, I um, I know that um, but, uh, obviously it was a, it was a financial fallout and that's why he left. But for this yeah. Hill faction, fuck me, what an awful payoff for them splitting up. Yeah, you know, we, we we've said for ages they sort of really really sort of. Can remember wait two matches for they all together, and entrances like all together is very few. But um, yeah, wow, just um, I know. Obviously, the way because the way it went, they probably didn't get to film anything because he probably weren't best pleased. But good lord, it just sort of um, ended and he's gone, and that's it. Triple threat gone. They could have even done a face. I mean, I've got to say. Or, you know, it's the wrestling business. Bury him. Yeah. You know, he couldn't get the job done, so I've kicked him out. I mean... You know, he got his ass handed to him by, by Sabu and and ran. Yeah, just all very odd, as usual, with ECW. It's really weird, the bits that they'll do as angles and the bits that they'll they'll, you know we're on the up and up and we'll, we'll, you know, protect and all the rest of it. And I don't know whether it's an embarrassment thing of bounced checks and therefore wanting to, to kind of look after him with it. But it, yeah, it just was very odd. Um, yeah. And, yeah. And, uh, on reflection, I mean, bearing in mind, that's pretty much 
well, that is the last incarnation of the triple threat in ECW now, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's in it. So I think the triple threat continues to be with Candido and and Shane Douglas, Shane Douglas and Francine for a little while. But that's pretty much it, isn't it? Yeah, I think they're done. So in theory, we've seen all... Yeah, because they don't get another member until XPW, I think. Yeah, I think XP... Where Supreme is number three, isn't it? Yeah, he? Supreme joins. But I don't think Candido's even there then. I think it's, it might be Lizzie Borden. Shay Douglas. I know Tommy Dreamer does a weird thing where he holds the three fingers up, so it's Francine Dreamer, but that, he's never official triple threat. He just sort of... They just sort of tease it. Innovator of hand signs. I'm not sure if they tease something with just incredible and Lance Storm before they beat him up and decide he's the new franchise. Become the impact players. Yeah. Maybe, maybe. That's something. Yeah, but, um, I think we've got a couple of teasers coming through. I know that these three, I mean obviously though, Taz is the tease at the moment. Yeah, I know these three on one of the last funders. Shane Douglas is getting attacked and Candido and Bam Bam run out to make the save. And they were teasing in WCW. Yeah. I saw it once, but I can't remember where I saw it and I can't ever find it. I don't want to watch every funder to find it, but I probably will. But, um, well, he's any only one with Shane Douglas match on. But, um, yeah, so that happened. But if that's, if that's it, for the the triple threat, and we've we've in in essence seen every incarnation of the triple threat now. Mm. What's your what's your your reflections on this legendary ECW stable? Um, oh, it, it's kind of like it, it's kind of rough because they they weren't really they, they, it, it was more based on um makes off air than seem to be on air you know I understand Shane mm. Doug- even stupid things I understand Shane Douglas justifying the commentary stuff I thought that was weird Bam Bam beating Shane yep. Douglas for the title and then being back in the triple threat like four weeks later that was weird yep um, the fact that Candido swerve bro yeah Candido and Bam Bam, the fact they never won after the tag team titles, but Candido and Lance Storm did, that was weird. Yep, who wasn't in the triple yeah. threat. Yeah, so it's kind of like they were a good group, but they never became, I don't think they were a dominant faction. Even to the point where they're having to hire the Dudleys to help them. They weren't ever, oh my God, it's a triple threat, everyone's outnumbered. Even, even Taz. They hardly ever got the one up on Taz. They, they should have left Taz dead multiple times. So, I mean, there was, there was never, they always said about the numbers game, but they never once really had it in their favour. They had to always get someone like the Dudley boys to help them. So um, I liked them. I always like them. But. Um, yeah, I, I, they, they weren't the dominant. Faction that I was led to. But I, I think this part. I, I think um, their their legend lives higher than. Mm. No, I mean I, I feel like it's partly down to TV edits and stuff like that. I don't think there was enough promos show with them together. I don't think there was enough of them coming out together. Do you know what I mean? 
Or just generally yeah. doing stuff together, to be I mean, honest. The worst, I mean, the worst was still... The, the original triple threat... always be the worst. Hmm. No, because they basically had that one promo when they were together, and that was the only sighting of them, wasn't it? Yeah. That we never saw... And it was almost kind of like, you know, look at this, what a triple threat is this? And yeah, that was they, it. You know, they were never in a match together. Um, they were never seen out in the ring together. I mean, dare I say, Brian Lee and Candido with Shane Douglas probably did more as a group because they'd be in the Eagles' nest and they were taking out Dreamer all the time. And I yeah, mean, they weren't my favorite. This is still my favorite version, but as a group, I felt like they absolutely always constantly attacking the pit bulls and kicking the shit out of pit bulls. They were doing more as a group and leaving people lying. The the Bam Bam turn where they took out Taz and Lance yeah. Storm was probably for me the pinnacle of this triple yeah. threat. Um, made very little sense in regards to um, Bam Bam turns face, wins the belt, drops the belt, turns heel. Um, with Was that was that the end of the Rick Rude storyline? Um, was wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Which which is uh, a whole other issue. It's just yeah, it's it's weird. I, I mean, and we bang into these fairly regularly. Kind of the end of the era. Kind of like, oh, that's 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 happened. Is it okay? Um. And for me, the fact that this is kind of the last of the the the, the, the triple threat as we we knew it, um, it is. It feels like an end of an era. Well, it's, it's another sort of, I, I guess, kind of big tick off in it. Where you just sort of just left like, oh well, that's happened. But um, yeah, it has happened. Um, yeah, let's run through some of this. But it is. It's um. It's it's. It's uh, Shane Douglas cutting a promo. And, and, you know, basically he says, you know, you all want me to get beaten up. You all think I'm going to get beaten up. I've lost my enforcer. Candido's not here. You all think I'll get beaten up, but I've got a plan. Hit his fucking music. And the crowd seem actually taken aback when Taz walks out. I mean, it is, it is, it it does seem to quieten a, a, a rowdy crowd in a whole kind of, what's going on? Um, which I, I, I like, um, but, uh, yeah, he then cuts this promo about, you know, recruiting Taz basically. Um, and it is, you know, you're, you're, you're the guy that's always been on my shoulder. You're the guy that's always behind me. You're the one that's, you know, always chomping at my heels and, you know, when I lose my belt, I know it's going to be to you. Um, and, and, you know, the bit I've referenced, you know, and this is, this isn't the franchise talking. This is Troy Martin and Fran- Francine Fournier talking to the shooter of ECW. Oh God! Okay, we know it's we know it's legit now because you're using real names. Cool. Um. And yeah, and uh, yeah, things things like that. Maybe oh, he's hired. Things Taz. like that. I I hate I hate the sort of fourth wall. I'm using my real name stuff. I, I just I'm always a big liar. You are Shane Douglas. 
You know, it just, I, I don't, I don't yeah, get, I don't stop, get it. Stop telling me that. You know, I, I, the the art of the shoot does feel like it was overdone in um, ECW, and um, we'll get on to my least favorite part of the art of the shoot when we're discussing next week's episode, as in the episode that happened after this one, not next week's, <laughs> as in in a week's time. Say, from I now. should be watched. Happens. Uh, we then get to a match RVD versus Rod Price. Not a lot to take from this, really. Um, RVD wins. Um, yes. And Rod Price looks like Hack Myers, but I'll get to that later on. Um, yeah, so that was it. We then cut to two seconds of Meany winning. Which, yeah, here's, here's something that. Uh, so all the way through, they're, they're, they've been teasing the fact that there's, you know, something horrible has happened yeah. at the ECW arena. The, 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 the um, ambulance was seen taking someone out. We don't know what's happened, but we know that you know, everyone's upset because something horrible has yeah. happened. So here's a bit to make you laugh. And it's everyone hitting moves on whoever it was in the ring. Yeah. So that, um, that happened. Lance Storm's in the ring. Um, pretty much cuts a promo. Um, basically saying he could beat Lynn and Mikey at the same time. And it sort of leads to him facing Jerry Lynn, then facing Mikey Whitrick afterwards. So, yes, which isn't technically at the same time. No, it's two separate matches. Um, again, it's hard to break them down. They're, they're both good matches. Uh, Lance Storm does pick up a win in both. Yeah, really good. Yeah, so there's a bit of confusion between Mikey and uh, Jerry yeah. Lynn, which means Lance Storm can beat Jerry Lynn. Um, as a result of that, Jerry Lynn gets involved in the uh, in the, the Mikey match, which uh, means that, yeah, Lance Storm wins both of them, even though he may not have known too much about the second. Exactly, so that happens. We then had randomly placed match of Shane Douglas and Taz versus um, RVD and Sabu, which kind of felt really unadvertised. I, I thought this yes. was built up at the beginning or something, especially as we've already seen an RVD match. Well, this thing after, after that, yeah, and after that kind of tease, and again, this is them shooting random selections of stuff and showing it back out of out of uh, yeah. sync isn't it um but after the tease of you know oh and willie won't he oh uh, no apparently he is um so yeah they're a they're they're, they're a team now they're a team um decent match like this they brawl inside brawl outside um basically the end of the match is where the real story happens so sabu beats douglas again um, keeping Sabu obviously getting another yep. with yeah, so giving him a victory over the world champion again. Um, Taz then grabs him, hits him with a suplex, quote unquote breaks his neck. Uh, a Taz mission suplex, yep. which um, and he th- it, it it looks like it's an accident. You know, he didn't mean it. Somehow he accidentally suplexed him in the ring. Um. 
Yep. And um, yeah, just as he's sort of about to get stretched out, Taz snaps, attacks Sabu again. I, I thought this was a, a good segment. You know, I enjoyed this. Yeah. It was a good um, story continuation. Um, uh, showed Taz is you know, having this easel kind of potential hide hill sort of set up. And um, yeah, I thought it was good. Yeah, and and you know one of the 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 arcs of Taz that we haven't seen yet, and it looks like we're about to, is you know who can stop the path of rage? It's true. Um, we think. Um, so I was going to talk about the next segment. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, it's just you know, I I just hope Sabu's all right because the amount of people that were there, the amount of that we know Sabu's got a weak neck anyway. We've been hearing that about that since 1995. Um, you know, they, they, they talk about it regularly. We know that if you're going to hit Sabu, then that's the weak spot. And that, that looks like it's really done a lot of damage. And, and you know, it could be a long time before we see Sabu. So I just <laughs> hope he's all right. Okay, um, yeah, Taz is on the phone. Um, talk about striking once, taking him out. Says, you know, be back. So he'll strike again. Beat me if you can. So why would you let me? It was fine. Again, didn't have to be a phone promo. I understand they're acting like he's on the run, but I don't know why they couldn't just be, you know, a promo at the dojo or anything. Yeah, because he's, he's he's just attempted murder, um, and it's only attempted murder when he put the boots in because that way it was apparently not an accident. Whereas when it was attempted murder, when he did it normally, um, yeah. Anyway. Also, yeah. Also, he'll be. Um, if he's on the run, he won't be on TV next week either, right? No, no. Um, lucky that it's those days before, you know, cell phones were easy to trace and things like that. He's probably got a little bit of, of distance he can get to before anyone catches up with him. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I'm assuming he's, he's somewhere down in Mexico by now. <laughs> run. Um, and that was in the episode. El Tazo. Yeah, that's the end of the episode. It goes to episode 293, which on the 4th of December 1998. This year is flying by ECWIs. I can't believe we're in December. Uh, really disappointed with the start of this show. It basically looks like we cut to the end of Just Incredible versus New Jack. So Spike's on his way to the ring. But um, I would have really liked to see that match, if I'm honest. There are more important things to show us in this episode than... New Jack versus Just Incredible. Yeah, I, I, uh, I just, I just, I just thought it would have been a fun match. I'll have to get, get over, over it. So Spike comes out. Yeah, it may have been. Although you know, the the ending is is what it is. Yeah, but so yeah. Spike comes out, cleans house, everyone piles on top of everyone. Spike sits on top and pins. We all rejoice and move on with our life. We then get our first. Um, Sighting of Tammy Lynn Cinch in a bikini on the beach. As I told you, <laughs> we don't have time to do that because we need Tammy Lynn Cinch in a bikini so she can make comments about. So, um, uh, what we didn't say is uh, Joey Styles' last words when, when looking back on the video and realising that Taz had locked his hand, so it wasn't a Taz mission, and he was trying to suplex him, and it was all on purpose, was Taz is, is guilty. Yeah. 
and then this is Temi Lin Sitch who who then talked about um you know whatever it was you know if her body is a crime then she's guilty as charged or something so we're in that point of so firstly it, it amazes me that Tammy Lynn Sitch has already been knocked down to bikini body. There is no value to her at all, apart from she looks good in a bikini. Um, and they've already bailed on her, basically, as, as anything uh, other than that. I just feel like, um, I mean, she was such a good, I mean, she was a great sort of hill valet in um, WWE. They, they could have given her her own tag team. If, if Candido was to have separated or, you know, sorted his problems out, he could have just been in a tag team with someone else and she could have managed. It would have worked. Yeah. I mean, it's a really bizarre setup and, and, you know, I, I, I do feel that she has been the worst thing for Candido since coming in. He's he's dropped off drastically since since she came in, as far as I'm concerned, um, because she has demanded the limelight and hasn't been able to translate it into anything. Um, and yeah, you know, they've 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 tried to give her angles to get involved in. They've tried to give her um, uh, stuff that she can do, including. Um, uh, physicality and you know she's seen whippersnappers on people for no reason we don't know why she's doing whippersnappers but um, yeah it, none of it matters to be honest it's all yeah. bizarre no it's just um, I guess they're just trying to use it to grab people's attention but um, yeah next up we get uh, Rob Van Dam versus Mike Lewanski Lewanski Lewinsky. But yeah, yeah, that happened. Did a bit of research on old Mike. Passed away in 2003, unfortunately. Rest in peace, Mike. He had a bit of a... He has a bit of a run here. Um, he's around until January. And um, he does quite a few matches. I don't know what's televised and what's not. Or he's just a house show loop. Being on that. And then he does have a, um, mm. a match against Val Venus on the Jack in 2002. But, um, yeah, he, he seems a solid enough worker, to be honest. Yeah, he was good. He, um, you know, they, they bigged him up. Oh, Joey Styles bigged him up. Um, you know, he's won, he's won gold everywhere he's been, and now he's hit. Um, yeah, no, he was, he was, he was a, it was a solid match. It was, it was, yeah, it was good. Yeah, his um, first match against Rob Van Dam was? Um, January 98. Earlier in that night in the car park. He's been with the company the whole year. Has he? That's that's weird, isn't it? I'm not sure. I don't think we'll assume. Maybe he teamed up with Jamie Dundee when they took on Candido and Storm. Might have seen him then. But yeah, he's fought Al Snow back in May. Um, RVD a couple of times. He teamed up with... uh, Danny Doreen and Jamie Dundee against Al Snow, Rotten and Balls. So he's been um, even um, he's on Shogun Saturday night during this time. 
lost to Bradshaw and Takamishinoku, my boy. Um, yeah, he's, uh, he's been sort of with everyone throughout this whole year. Ever and, present. Um, yeah, yeah, this is his debut, sort of, or it feels like it's his debut. But um, yeah, he went for it. He, he was given a lot. RVD let him sort of have a lot. He had some good sort of dive off the balcony spots and a few other bits. So yeah, fair play to him, really. I thought he did quite well. In um, yes, what he do, I but agree. um, it's hard to talk about RVD matches because surprise, surprise, in this um, billion year TV title reign, he won, as you probably can imagine, he will do for a little while. So they announced on this one that RVD has been the champion since he beat he's beat Bam Bam Bigelow for the championship yeah. in April. So he's already been a champion at this point for eight months. Crazy, isn't it? Doesn't feel like it. I don't know if it's just yeah. Because I mean, I know, we we know that he's got a a, a hugely long title yeah. reign. Was it two years? Yeah. Eighteen months. I'd say. I mean, if it's 18 months, we're almost halfway through his it. leg, isn't it? So that's like Rhino, sort of, yeah, late 99, yeah. I guess, must be, or early 99. Comes back with Scotty Riggs. Oh, the clap. Yeah, Jesus Christ, we've got a lot coming on. Well, it, it won't be, yeah, so it can't be early 99 because we're there in about a week's time. Oh, yeah. Um, so, oh, wow. yeah, so, but I think we're about halfway through this this ridiculously long title reign. We're oh, already about Jesus. halfway through it. Just blow my mind with that. Um, again, even though it's just like that. Yes, and that happens. We get a promo from Danny Doran. Oh yeah, that's 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 why I'm surprised. I blew your uh, mind. Danny Doran and Roadkill chickens, basically calling out Sabu. I yeah, another I first. That, I thought this was the first um, sort of Roadkill chickens that I can recall. Anyway, the first of him him, yeah. Well, I don't think they've had a really a, a, a promo like this prior to this. Uh, Danny Doring's done some in-ring stuff, but nothing else. And it looked, from Roadkill's reaction, it looked fairly mm. improvised. Um, I didn't get the impression that it was a line that they were expecting. Uh, I think they just kind of played with it and off they went, which, which I enjoyed. I, I quite liked that kind of uh, thing. Um, but yeah, our, our first... It's just a great way to end promos, isn't it? It's just so simple. And I had no issues with that. Yeah. Um, so they call that Sabu. We get a clip of Terry Funk slapping about Tommy Dreamer at some house show. Um, again. Yeah, I mean, just to go back for a second. Dumb, dumb that they're calling out Sabu because we know he's injured. Yeah. He's not going to answer. He's not going to risk everything for just some throwaway match with... with the roadkill after after all of that. I mean, if he's coming back, he's going to heal up properly and come back to get revenge. He's not going to risk himself further in just some silly little foo foo match with with you know some big guy. True, of course. He's got a world title match coming up. Exactly. Um, Priorities. Again, we spoke about ECW how they seem to just record things from house show loops at the moment and all this, and it's not really a TV taping as such. But for me, I feel like Tommy Dreamer, Terry Funk segment should be a big deal. Like With everything that happened at the pay-per-view and all this, this, this should have been yeah. a big deal. It shouldn't have just cut to just Funk slapping Dreamer around the face. You know, which is what it kind of felt like. Yeah. 
it, it felt like this should have been a segment. Yeah. It should have been either Terry Funk in the ring or Tommy Dream in the ring saying, Terry, I want some answers. Get your fucking ass out. I don't know how they wanted to work it. Do you know what I mean? But it should have been something more than what it is. And I don't even know if there's a payoff to this. I don't think they have a match. I mean, I'm assuming it would be a guilty and char- guilty as charged yeah, if they do. Uh, no, because that would be... I'm pretty sure he goes into a feud very soon with um, Just Incredible again. Yep. Because I know... The Stamrate yeah, Hammer. I, that was, I think that's living... No, it's not living dangerously. That might be guilty as charged. Guilty yeah. as charged. Because living dangerously is Shane Douglas. That's incredible, isn't it? Because when Shane Douglas is pretty much done. Oh, yeah, it's confusing. So I'm just looking at this card and um, I'm looking forward to, to Guilty as well, charged. Well, it, like it's, it's the first ECW pay-per-view that we saw. So it's got a lot of everything mm. sort of for us. So it's almost, I don't say coming full circle because we didn't see ECW regularly from then. It was the first big event, first pay-per-view that we saw that we just kind of had our drawers dropped going, oh my God, this is fucking everything. Yeah, so I'm more. absolutely buzzing yeah. to get back to that one, 100%. But um, yeah, I don't know where this goes. I guess we'll find out. Um, Tammy's on the beach again. Good for her. Uh, um, yep. She's Dudley still boys, in the bikini. All three Dudley boys versus Bulls Mahoney, Masasa Tanaka, and a returning Hack Myers. Uh, Hack Myers coming back. Like, like I said, Sean, him, Sean, him and Rod Sean, Price, Sean, very similar Sean. outfits at this point. I, I, yes. Kind of Zubaz and a, and a, and a leotard yeah. top kind of thing. I don't blame yeah. Myers. I just think they should have got Rod Price to wear anything else. It makes no sense. Yeah, I mean, and we've seen it before. The, you know, the, the, the level of kind of similarity in, in, you know, their gear and whatever else and their movesets and all the rest of it. You know, there is a little bit of, um, yeah, lack of, of, of just kind of, you know, gimmick protection I think in there you know the main difference the only real reason you can tell them apart is because Hack Myers has a little bit more hair in one specific space on his head um, yeah, yeah no it's um, yeah so Myers is hit with the um, 3D Dudley boys get the W no massive surprise there I guess but then they attack um, balls after it hit with the 3D and continues to beat him down until Axel Rotten returns. I'm screaming out. I think this is the moment of Axel Rotten's life. Um, cleans house. Uh, proceeds to continue to clean house. Then proceeds to continue to clean house. Then he's cleaned house, but then he brings out a barbed wire baseball bat and proceeds to scrape the fucking faces off their faces. That's a sentence. And um, yeah, it just felt <laughs> like this beating was never going to end. It's gone from saving, saving your partner no, to mauling the Dudley boy. <laughs> so how to control that guy? Just he's just 
gone for yeah, it. Just, it was just great. I was, I was so happy to see him back because obviously we've said before we've, we've both sort of got like a soft spot for him just because he wants it so bad. He just embodies everything that is ECW so much more than he's ever given credit for. You talk about people yeah. that that loved ECW and his name I don't think is in the conversation enough of people that fucking loved ECW. You could tell everything he did he would he would give it all for those fans, and he did. And um, yeah, and I mean, it's been it's been a long stay, you know. I mean, ninety three, ninety four, we were watching the Bad Breed, and you know That's him and Ian. So, so they've been there for a long time, and he's not fucked off and done every everything else. He's been there for the entire length of it. So yeah, I mean, it's it's you just sort of got to give him. Definitely, yeah, I just um, think he's got to give him props. And um, yeah, he's loving it. And it was, it was good to see him have like a moment, you know, no matter how sort of short or long it lasts. It was just nice. So yeah, I enjoyed him being back. He's good. Um, coming at you, Daddy. Coming at you. <laughs> I know you hear me, Daddy. Next up, we have Roadkill with his challenge. And um, yeah, Sabu's there. Sabu broke his neck last week. And they made reference <sighs> to it as well. But I, I don't know why, again, they couldn't say um, we're still waiting for an update on Sabu. Here's a match from a couple of weeks ago. You know, this, this would have been Sabu whatever tonight, but we can't get this. So here's a match from Sabu a couple of weeks ago. I mean, there, were, there were ways to just do it and still have a Sabu match. Or just well, not yeah, have a Sabu match. That the obvious thing. But do you know what I mean? If they wanted to get him on TV, because people obviously like... Well, there was ways to just... The way that everything's all over the place, they could have just yeah. sort of put something and said, hey, here's an old Sabu match. Like they could show random match from Barely Legal. You know? Yeah, continually. Yes. Um... Yeah, no, completely. I mean, it, it's just the most random, you know, none of their beatdowns matter. And this is my issue with it is, is you know, the ambulance spot where, and it's slightly exaggerated for us. And I, and I recognize that and I acknowledge that because, you know, it's this, I, I didn't watch this a week ago. I watched this 27 seconds ago kind of thing. But even that, you know, the very next week, here he is again, and you know, fighting, and again, some random wrestler. There's no reason why he needs to answer this challenge. There's no reason why this is the thing. You know, it, it, it's just one of those kind of like, yeah, why not get Sabu out? Well, especially as it's very much like Shane Douglas is trying to take out Sabu when. It, it appears all you have to do to take out Sabu is just challenge to a match and you're accepted no matter who you are. So why is it so hard to take Sabu out? Yeah, and you obviously, you know, this whole kind of, you know, I need someone in my corner, blah, blah, blah. You obviously don't because every random dude's calling him out for a match mm. and he's going to accept them all. So, I mean, they so let go. Got, I don't know, Chris Chetty, for example, to call out Sabu. Sabu comes out or even Roadkill. Call out Sabu, Sabu comes out, and it was basically just a setup to be 
uh, attacked. I mean, they, they could have just, I don't know, yes. sorry, overthinking it again. But yeah, no, I just think anything. Um, so that happens. Yeah. Shock, surprise. Sabu wins. Um, and then cuts to Cronus. So again, in segments <sighs> that make no sense, Cronus is in the ring um, challenging Shane Douglas because he's definitely on a title shot. Um, then proceeds to jolt yep. forward to Shane Douglas if he's going to attack him. And Taz basically attacks Cronus and takes him out before he can take Shane Douglas out. Hard way, Taz plays. Yeah. And then we get um, the show finishes. And then Cronus yeah. is taken out. Always. Uh, so Cronus is taken out with a with a and, and and Taz is there, you know, shouting at him, you know, you want to face the world champion, face me, I'm the world champion. Face you want to face me for this belt. And it's kind of like, why, 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 why any of this? Why, <coughs> why, why? Um, and then Cronus gets stretched out, which I'm assuming means that he'll be fine and wrestling next week. Probably against um, Danny Dorin, hopefully. Um yeah. yeah, and then we just get a bunch of uh, promos. Bad ones with that tears. Yes, and how dangerous he is, and you know that he's guilty of this. Uh, and again, we get another um, Tammy Lynn Sitch moment. Of you want a statement? My mind is my statement. All right. Um. Uh, my, I had a couple here that were favourites. I loved yeah. Lance Storm. Um, you know that that wouldn't have happened if he was from Calgary. Um, I love the f- that you know Dawn Marie actually you know got to yeah. speak on camera for a minute. It's it's the beginning of Dawn Marie. Um, uh, but yeah, and that was great. And then the one that I disliked drastically. Can you guess? Um, let's have a look at the ad. Wasn't Tommy... Uh, Chris Chetty? I was going to say Tommy Rogers. Tommy yeah. Rogers. Yeah. Now, Tommy Rogers starts talking about how, you know, this this isn't about hurting people. This is about looking after people and you go in that ring and you trust each other and you look after them. It's not about trying to hurt your opponent. You're selling a fucking wrestling show. Stop telling me it's not about hurting people. We're back into, you know, well, hold on a second. This is a shoot. And as much as I hate you before, this is a shoot. So I'm nearly really hate you now. Um, and if you want to do this to a point of like, you know, it's violence for violence sake. And, you know, those, those fucking Dudleys are the same. And then they rush him for whatever reason. Um, you know, fine, but but you know, to tell me that you know he's going into business for himself because you know it's meant to be a work, brother, and you're meant to look after each other, brother, and you know he's not doing that, brother. I, you, I mean, why are you telling me that the whole purpose of wrestling is to look after each other and not actually hurt each other? Yeah, I know it's um, it's just silly, isn't it? It's just like. It's, uh, I, I, they, they just do so much damage that there is nothing on this show that means anything apart from Taz suplexing Sabu and Taz suplexing 
Kronos because all the rest of it isn't real and doesn't matter and they're all good friends afterwards because Tommy Rogers has just told you. Yeah, but the thing is... It... So don't, don't buy no. into any of the other drama. I just don't know what angle they're, they're covering with all this. Like I said, like using like Shane Douglas's real name, um, this stuff from Tommy Rogers, um, them talking about Sabu being sort of and what Taz is doing, but then Sabu's already wrestled and he's not really... None of it, like... It's, again, it's just... It's not lazy booking or... It's not bad wrestling. It's just lazy I editing. Don't... Really lazy editing. Yeah. I, and, and it's... it's it's. I, you know, we're, we're two of the first to complain about scripted promos. But there's a counter-argument. You have points. And the counter-argument is some of this in the sense that, you know, you've got, you've got great people cutting these promos and they're so busy trying to find an angle to make these resonate that they are they're hitting notes they don't need to hit you know and you know i i'm going to call myself by my real name so people know this is legit why what does that add to yeah, it i know it's... you know what does that matter what do, what what more do, why am i more invested in the fact that this is troy martin asking him to do that rather than shane douglas why are you trying to take Agreed. me out of the story? Yeah, it's just, um, it's just so weird. Everything, is, like, like I said, like even like the Terry Funk, Tommy Dreamer thing, that could have opened the show, that could have been the closing segment. It should have been a throwaway, halfway through kind of deal. It's just sort of, it's just lazy how it was done. Um, but yeah, that was the end of that show this yeah. week. They always do this. They still. They still before pay per views that are too far away. And they don't know how to to do it when they they could have almost been leading to a TV main yeah. event before the main event. You know, announcing Sabu as the number one contender, yeah, purely because he got a win on a pay per view, just felt obscene when it was never even a stipulation. And they're just dragging out. Yeah. And, and, you know, he's the number one contender. He's still the number one contender, apart from last week where Spike Dudley was the number one That's contender it. for a week. It, it, it was just dragging it out until sort of Taz becomes the number one contender. And it just seems a bit just crazy how we get in there. Um, but where we are at and what people want to know is what is your match of the week? Um, I am watching these with a little bit of a... Of a a need to make sure that I am spreading the love around because as I said, if this becomes just, you know, RVD had a great match and then Lance Storm had a great match and then RVD had a great match and then Lance Storm, then everyone's going to get very bored of this very quickly. Um, because we feel and they RBD both did have really good matches. Two shows. So um, kind of, and Lance Storm had two matches on one <laughs> show. So it's, it, it's kind of hard. Two matches in one show. Edge towards them. And they are relying a lot at the moment on, mm. on them being the work rate guys um, to offset. You know, one of the things ECW always had a, a lot of was that mix of, you know, here's your, your blood and thunder, hardcore stuff. Here's your work rate. Here's your spot match, blah, blah, blah. Um, uh, my match, I think this week is um, Shane Douglas and Taz versus RVD and Sabu. Um, I did enjoy 
the Lance Storm matches. I did enjoy the RVD versus guy whose name I can't remember match. Um, but they were good stock Storm and yeah. RVD matches, if you know what I mean. Um, whereas I liked the the chemistry between Shane Douglas and Taz. I liked I liked the the, the fact that it had kind of storyline implications, even though they kind of destroyed it the week after. Um, so yeah, I, I my thing my 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 match of the week is um, Shane Douglas and Taz versus RVD and Sabu. I think that's um, I think that's a great choice. If I'm honest, I think that's a really good choice, and I think that's probably would have been what. Um... Why pick? Thank you. Um, yeah, that's into the show this week. You can get involved in the conversation at underscore sports arena on Twitter and Instagram. Make sure you do that. We talk most things at stream. We keep an eye on the current product. And if there's anything worth talking about, uh, we will. But um, yeah, thanks for everyone to get involved. Thanks for all the listens, likes, subscribes, shares, and everything that we get. Relive the revolution that is ECW with Extreme Rewind. And we'll be back next week. So cut.